It's election day and Nigerians are trooping to vote. Do you, as a first-time voter, know what to do when you get there? Well, let's find out. Hello, my name is Lilian Ogazi and this is The Bearing coming to you from Daily Trust. In this episode, we'll be giving a detailed explanation of what the voting procedure would be like on the day of election. I took a trip to Yaga Africa office where we're going to be talking to the program election officer there at Yaga and he's going to be educating us and giving us step-by-step details on what to do as a first-time voter when you get to the polling unit. Do stay. So I'm currently here with um, the program manager elections Yaga Africa and we'll be teaching you what to expect and what to do when you get to the polling unit. Can you introduce yourself to us sir? My name is Paul James. I manage the elections program at Yaga Africa. Okay, so um, we have a lot of first-time voters going to poll tomorrow um, on Saturday. Now, what do they expect? What is the first thing you would tell a first-time voter to do as soon as they get to the polling unit? I think it is encouraging first to see that Nigerians are showing commitment to participate in the process. Not even, not only the first-time voters, even for uh, people that have voted in the past. This time, the process may be a bit different at the election day procedure. But before I talk about the procedure, I think the first thing to do is is to first go and identify the location of the polling unit. This is important because INEC have uh, recently relocated some polling unit or migrated voters to some polling unit. So it is important that voters understand where they are going to vote. For voters that are unsure of where to go vote, they can check on INEC website. There will be a polling unit locator on the INEC website that they can use in assessing or understanding where they will vote. Even for returning voters, it is important that ahead of the election, they first know where their polling unit location will be. On election day, it is expected also that a voter returns to only the polling unit where they have been assigned or where at the point of registration was allotted or allocated to them. That is where they are going to vote. So it is important that they go out early because movement might be restricted from 7 to 8 uh, from 7 a.m. in the morning to 5 p.m. But of course, the access they need for movement on that day will be their voters' card. Everybody that has been accredited by INEC have, uh, can go out on election day to participate in the process. Accreditation in different form for observer groups. There are special accreditation, like you will see. I'm wearing one that gives me access to the INEC National Coalition Center. Observers also, I mean, for voters, their voters' card is the access they need for uh, to go to polling unit is a form of accreditation they need to get to the polling unit. So on arrival at the polling unit, they are going to see some sort of arrangement from INEC. First, uh, the way the polling unit will be set up, it will be set up in the manner that voters are expected to join a queue. Depending on what the culture permits, there will be two queues, one for male and one for female. The electorate at this time also have, have asked that the officials should consider another queue for 
persons with disabilities, for pregnant women, visibly pregnant women, and for the elderly, so that this category of voters will be given what I now call priority vote, voting, meaning they will be prioritized, they will be allowed to vote ahead of others whenever they come to the polling unit. So this information is even important for persons with disability. When the voter approaches the polling unit, and the way it is set up is that every polling will have four INEC officials. One will be in charge of queue. The others are lined up also inside the polling. So the one on the queue will first check the voter's uh, PVC to determine whether the voter is at the correct location. If the voter is at the correct location where he or she will vote, then the presiding officer, the assistant presiding officer three, the one on the, uh, in charge of the queue, will then check any of the cuticle, any of the finger of the voters to see if it has marking of indelible ink. If it has marking of indelible ink, in there indicate that the voter had voted previously. The voter would not be allowed to proceed from that point. But if the voter had no indelible ink, the voter would then be allowed to go into the voting area where they will meet the second assistant presiding officer who is in charge of the bimodal voter accreditation system. That officer will use the beavers to check the PVC of the voter. Like we know in this election, no PVC, no voting. Anek is not going to allow temporary voters. So using the PVC, they will check that against the beavers to bring up the information of the voter. While INEC is satisfied that that is the information of the voter, then the INEC official are also expected to take, uh, to authenticate the voter's fingerprint and the facial biometrics. They have to check the, if the fingerprints don't work, they will check the face. Where the fingerprint or the face does not work, INEC is not able to verify those, the voter will not be allowed to proceed to vote. It is important that we know that as much as it is uh, not the fault of voters, the law is very clear that the voter has to pass through the complete process of accreditation. So after the voter is successfully accredited, the voter will then move to another assistant presiding officer who is in charge of the voter register. That officer will check the register of voters. We will use a PVC and check against what is in the register of voters. If he or she confirms that it is the correct voter, the right voter that is in the polling unit to vote, he or she would mark on the, uh, across the name of the voter to indicate that the voter was present, the voter is present rather than the voter was going to vote. And then after that, that officer will then mark any of the finger of the voter with indelible ink. Then the voter will proceed to the presiding officer, who is a fourth official and the one in charge of the polling unit. The presiding officer at that point, having been satisfied that the voter has been successfully accredited, will then issue a ballot paper to the voter, a ballot paper that has been signed, stamped, and dated. Voters should not allow or receive a ballot paper that have already been pre-signed or marked before they arrive. It is at the point of issuance that the ballot paper should be signed, stamped, and dated. Once that is presented to the voter, the voter will then proceed to the voting cubicle. Voting cubicle is that place that is set apart by INEC where voters will go in to mark their ballot papers in secret. So 
while the voter is done marching, he or her ballot paper, they will then come out to the uh, public where the, vote, uh, the ballot box is situated and then drop the ballot, box, the ballot paper in the ballot box. Now, uh, when the voter, voting is supposed to be in secret, mm-hmm. and then even for voting, the voter need to also understand that uh, they have to exercise a lot of uh, caution in using the ballot paper, that they are not supposed to write their names on the ballot paper, especially for first-time voters. The way the ballot paper is used is that we thumb print. There will be ink inside the voting cubicle where the voters will assess to thumb print, use their thumb, place their thumb or any of the thumb on the on the ink, uh, ink pad and then place it in the appropriate box where they want to, uh, for the party or candidate that in, they intend to vote for. One thing to also note is that it is important that in from printing on the ballot paper, they ensure that it is in the right box, that it does not touch between lines, or it doesn't, it doesn't also spill to touch the another box, another box because that ballot paper could be rejected when counting. So, another point is also that they don't leave a ballot paper blank. If a ballot paper doesn't have any marking, it will not be counted. It will be regarded as an invalid vote. They should not write their names on the ballot paper. Sometimes some people could be carried away, could be too excited and all of that, and then could just go and mark the ballot, their name on the ballot paper, which will make INEC officials to invalidate the vote. So they need to be cautious of that and then when they are done when they are done voting they are also at the liberty to remain at the polling unit to observe the uh, to observe the counting processes so long as they are not constituting nuisance so long as they behave in a manner that uh, is expected according to the law well hold that thought we'll be going on a break when we get back the show continues and impactful stories of the day treated inside out with in-depth analysis to give you insight into the issues that matter the issue of injustice needs to be addressed we are going into hell why are you sending your child why are you are you that poor are you that hungry oh, we are not practicing any democracy in nigeria they don't deal with us well well trust us on nigeria daily a daily podcast from daily tracks to bring to you the news behind the news so listen in, log into our website at dailytrust.com or on bossprout.com. You can also listen in on Spotify and TuneIn Radio. Follow up on Instagram and Twitter at Daily Trust and on Facebook at Daily Trust. You are welcome back. This is The Bearing coming to you from Daily Trust Online. In this episode, we're teaching and educating the first-time voters on the step-by-step voting process. 
Before we went on break, we had the program selection officer, Yaga, Africa, Mr. Paul James, telling us what to do when you get to the polling unit. Let's get back to our conversation. Okay, so I'm, I'm glad you have listed this a lot. I'm a first-time voter. I don't have a problem voting because this is going to be a lot easy for me. So, but another question that we've seen lots of first-time voters ask is, how do I conduct myself at the polling unit so I don't get harassed by security officials or so I don't feel intimidated? I think the first one, like I mentioned, is there will be queue. And I say according to what the culture permits, there might be two queues for men and for women. So I think it starts from there. That they, when they go to the polling unit, they are expected to be orderly, present themselves in a professional and dignified manner. When they go and approach the officials, also, of course, as first time voters, especially young people, there is that tendency to show that uh, we know it all. They need to be patient with the officials, especially. Officials could be asking probing questions just to be sure that it is the correct or the right voter that is at the polling unit. Every question that is asked, they should just politely answer the officials, like present your voter's card. That voters, for every voter's card has information about the polling unit. So INEC is just using that to confirm or be sure that the, the voter is at the correct location where he or she is supposed to vote. So they should be patient. And then... Um, apply themselves to all the rules that, I mean, of the election day process. That's why it is important that they understand the election day procedure, just like I had explained in my opening uh, uh, comments. So through the voting process now, this is another question that a lot of young-time voters, first-time voters ask, because we did an episode yesterday we spoke to first-time voters, and most of them have absolutely no idea. So they are asking, which of the fingers am I using to thumbprint the index or the thumb? For most people, they prefer to use the index finger. So I think whichever they feel comfortable with, so long as, like I said, they are able to place it correctly in the in the right box when they want to thumbprint they should be mindful or be careful that it doesn't spill or it doesn't touch. It is not floating between lines because at the end, that kind of ballot could be contested and may be rejected during counting. So they could use any of the finger, so long as, yes, that they feel comfortable, so long as they place it correctly in the right box for the candidate or the party of their choice. Okay, so have you worked with first-time voters before? Yes, of course. So what's the one thing you notice about them that you would love to see a difference in this election? No, I think it's also the anxiety because it is all like every other thing. When we are doing it the first time, there is the anxiousness to be able to just go through it. That's why I had mentioned earlier the need for them to be patient and just understand the process. There have been a lot of handouts by INEC, by other stakeholders that explain the process. So I think they should be open-minded, just so they know that it is it is not like an everyday routine this is something that happens once in every four years so they should be patient with themselves apply themselves to all the rules and then i'm sure they will they will enjoy the ride all right um now finally let's talk about the part of collation and counting of results most of them are insisting that they're going to be there till the end at what point is it okay to leave or stay at the polling units well, I think as part of the citizens' effort also at mandate protection, they can stay and watch the entire process. But what I will always advise is that they stay like 300 meters away from 
the polling unit after they had cast their ballot. This is because you don't also want the uh, location to be rowdy. If the place is rowdy, of course, people could influence the decision of INEC officials. So you want the voters to stay not too far away from the polling unit in a way or manner that they will be able to see whatever is happening. The counting will be done in a very visible place. And it is expected that at the end of voting, counting is done in the same location okay. where voting had happened. They don't move votes to other locations. The only point that they move the, uh, the votes from the polling unit is after counting. They move them from the polling unit to the ward level. But at the polling unit, everything is done. Before counting, uh, they also need to pay attention to certain things that will happen. For instance, for the first time in this election, I could be submitting the, uh, the number of accredited voters that is on the beavers, that is also on the register of voters, because I never could be matching every voter that comes to the polling. So at the end, they are supposed to provide this information and submit it online to an INEC online uh, resource viewing portal. That is a figure that at the end, INEC will match the total ballot cast against. Yeah, because if the total number of ballot cast, for instance, is more than the number accredited, then suspiciously you could think that overvoting had happened at the polling unit. And where there is overvoting, INEC will cancel the results for the polling unit so that they don't wait until the end to begin to to uh, feel disconnected or feel like they have been technically disenfranchised, they should understand that there could be certain elements around the polling that could make INEC officials to cancel the election. So uh, they could stay and watch the process. The process is easy, it's simple. Before INEC will begin the count, they will put the ballot papers in piles according to the different parties, sometimes in alphabetical order. There will be a first pile that will be for rejected ballot. Rejected ballots are the ones I had tried to explain earlier where the intention of the voter is not clear. Maybe a ballot paper that has no marking on it. That has a name on it. Ballot paper that has a name on it. Ballot paper that even has signature on it. Yes. The only thing the voter is supposed to expected to do is to thumbprint on the ballot. And then, like I said, when the ballot, the thumbprinting touches between lines as well, uh, that ballot could be contested, so they should be careful in the way they apply the ink on the ballot paper. So they should wait and observe everything. And then it's not on every occasion that election may finish on the 25th of February, just so voters understand. Yeah, the Electoral Act is clear that this time, INEC must use the biomodal voter registration system for voting. If the beavers malfunctions until 2 p.m., 2.30 p.m., there is no replacement, the, vote, the election for that polling unit will be suspended to continue the next day. So they should understand that it is likely also that in places where they will vote, that INEC may continue the election the next day, especially where there is a sustained malfunction of the beavers.
Okay. Well, that's that's new to me. That's something I I didn't keep an open mind to us. All right. Having said that, now what's your word out there to young voters who are they actually really eager to go to polls? I spoke to one and he said he just turned 18 and this is the first time he'll be voting and he's excited because he feels like he finally has a say in who will take over the country in the long run. So what's your word out there to them in terms of not just voting but observing and making sure that everything goes the way it should go without being a nuisance? Of course, I think you have said it all. That, like I keep saying, they should engage the. Uh, they should be mature about this. At it, the law understands why they should vote from 18. From 18, they have reached some reasonable age, and then they have some reason and ability to know all the timing between what they think is good or bad, and then, of course, um, beyond that also is that this is like I will always say how they get to have their voice in what happens generally in the society, in the government and it doesn't also stop on election day the process of accountability is what is lacking mostly in Nigeria. So after voting, the next step is to begin to hold these leaders to account. They need to understand the power of the vote, that they are the ones that are giving this mandate to whoever becomes the president or whatever position that he or she is contesting for. So beyond the election, from time to time, they need to be calling these people to order, especially when uh, we, uh, they begin to suspect deviation from what the leaders have originally intended to do. So they need to understand how government works. They need to understand how to make demands. They need to understand what accountable and responsible citizenry is all about. Having said that, we've come to the end of this episode of The Bearing. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to the voices we heard on the show. The Bearing is a Daily Trust production and you can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com, bossprouts.com, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio by simply searching for The Bearing. You can also listen on NAS FM 89.9 in Yola, Unity FM 93.3 in Joss, Badegi Radio 90.1 in Mina, and Sawaba FM 104.9 in Hadeja. If you intend to sponsor an episode of Nigeria Daily, call us or send us a message via WhatsApp on 0913-893-3390. Or you can reach us via our social media handles on Instagram and Twitter at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at daily trust. My name is Lilian Ogazi. Thank you for listening and bye for now. Mm-hmm.